Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, I want to start out today's show by thanking our sponsors. First of all, the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. They are so great to bring you this podcast every single week. And then this episode is brought to you by a new movie. It's called The Miracle Season. It's about the star volleyball player who dies tragically beginning of a season and how a team rallies and they bring back their team. They inspire an entire community. You're not going to miss it. Starring Helen Hunt, William Hurt. It's directed by the same director that did Soul Surfer, Sean McNamara. It is released in some theaters April 6th. It's released worldwide April 13th. You can learn more. MiracleSeason.movie. I know I'm marking it on my calendar to take my family. You're going to want to take your family as well. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the show. Hey, welcome to this week's episode. I'm so glad you're here. Um, this week, we were supposed to have the Somerville's on. I was headed out to Texas, and they were going to be a guest, but Michael decided he wanted to rewrite some things, rethink some things, so we're going to have them on soon, and I know you'll enjoy that. They've been busy. They're revamping some things at Tapestry of Grace, and I love those guys. I know I say it all the time, but one of the best parts about traveling and meeting people is that... You know, you just feel like this big circus family with them, and you get to know them, and everyone helps and gets to have dinner and hang out and encourage one another, so it really is a cool place to be. So instead, you're going to get another lesson from the road. We were in Fort Worth, and it's interesting just driving out there. It's a long drive from Atlanta with our trailer. It's about a 15-hour trip, and so Leslie and her daughter Rebecca and my husband Jeff and I, we all headed off early Wednesday morning, and... It was so interesting how, you know, every conference does seem to have a theme and does seem to have a lesson for me as much as anyone else. And this one was no exception. It seemed like the thing that kept coming back to me at this conference is that you're making a difference. And here's some examples. I, I had so many moms and even dads come up to me and and that's pretty normal to talk to lots and lots of people on the road and it's always a struggle I mentioned this that, you know, I'm pretty good at remembering names. I love to remember names, but there are times where I just like get tripped up and I'm like, wait a minute, is that who I think it is? And I'm scared of saying the name wrong. And and this year I had a couple of situations like that and I'm like, I think that's their name. And it doesn't mean I'm not interested in the story or the person. I totally am. I just, we meet probably, I don't even know how many thousands of people every year. And you just, a whole year goes by and you forget. And so, but the thing that struck me the most, more than just people coming up and talking to me and me trying to remember their names and their stories, was the children. And I always tell people that when they ask why I do this, yeah, I love to talk to moms and I love to talk to dads, but really it's the kids. The kids get me. Um, It's interesting for me to watch them. We have some new nature blocks in our booth this year and I get to see them engage with those blocks and create with those blocks and I'm amazed at the work they do but it's the moments I get with these children right the on their level moments the conversations I get to have and this cute family I met the Sanfords hey Mariah if you're listening they were from Oklahoma and I met them in Oklahoma last year and I remember their son Noah he'd just gotten a guitar and we talked all about it and he ended up drawing a picture for me and 
we talked about book writing and he was going to FaceTime me. And then, you know, a year goes by. Well, they popped up at this conference and the dad and the kids were sitting at the century table and I was thinking, I know these kids, but I couldn't place who they were. And what was so cool, though, is how they lit up. I mean, just the just remembering our time together a year ago. And I'm so amazed at children. I mean, we know their memory. We know when it's concrete and it matters to them, they remember it. I, I speak about that all the time. But it's powerful when you see that, hey, they remember that, that conversation you had with them, the time that you took to get on their level. And then another precious little soul named Melissa came up to me. And she came in the booth and she goes, is that you? And I said, what do you mean is it me? Of course it's me. Is it you? She lit up. And then a few minutes later she came over and she said, thank you for whatever you just told my mom. Because when you talked to her last year, it made such a difference. And I know you're going to do that this year. And I was blown away and I just thought, man, making a difference. What does that look like? Can we die Pray it's not for a long time, but who knows, right? When we die, what will people say? I always want it to be said that I made a difference in someone's life. In my kid's life, most importantly, right? In my husband's life and, and in your kid's life. That, that because I do things like this podcast and I encourage you to get out there and say yes and to play, that, that it's making a difference. And at these conferences, when we talk and we share our heart, with moms and dads, and with the children themselves, it makes a difference. And that's what I want. I I want to be known for somebody who loved, who knew she was loved, and knew she was able to love. And and then that brought me full circle, maybe not full circle, but back to Mr. Rogers. If you know me at all, I always talk about Mr. Rogers. I'm kind of obsessed with Mr. Rogers. I've been my whole life since I was a little girl. I would just watch his TV show, and I was so drawn in and it's his 50-year anniversary this year, and so all over the place is Mr. Rogers stuff. Videos are coming out, a documentary is coming out, Tom Hanks is making a movie. So there are Mr. Rogers videos everywhere. And I was thinking, um, what is it? What is it that drew people in? And then I watched this documentary trailer. If you haven't seen it, I'll put it on the show notes because it's pretty amazing, and I cried. I've watched it like five times and cried every time. The way the children look at him, like if you watch it, watch the way these children look at Mr. Rogers. And you're like, what was it? What was it about him? It was his calm voice. It was the way that he spoke truth. Because he spoke truth in a way that was easy to understand, that was not threatening, that was loving, it was accepting. And then he would say things like, wouldn't change anything about you. Love you exactly the way you are. And I think, how often do we hear that? Do we say that to our children? Because usually it's like, if you were more quiet, if you would get your work done, if you would, if you would, if you would. And I grew up in a very perfectionist-based home. And I think I ran to Mr. Rogers just to hear that, man, you're okay just as you are. And he made a difference in my life as a young kid. He made a difference. He, He felt safe. He felt comfortable. And then you put that back on us and I think, do we feel safe? Do we feel comfortable to our children and to people we meet? And then Mr. Rogers said that um, at one point he said in this trailer, you are loved. You are 
lovable and you are able to love. And I think, do we let people know that? Do we send off that message? It's interesting. Church on Sunday, same message. This is all lessons from the road because we're on our way home from church and thank goodness for technology. We put it on and we could listen to it in the car. And listening, the sermon message was about if we're going to follow Jesus' example, we really, if that's who we're going to, you know, put our life model after, what, it, what was his commandment? And it was to love because I have loved you. Same thing, right? Know you're loved and you're able to love. And we are loved as followers of Christ if you are and we are able to love because of that. And it goes back to what kind of difference are we making? Who, who are we impacting? Who do you want to be impacting? I mean, we obviously are impacting the people in our own homes the most. Because they're the ones who see us at our best. They're the ones who see us at our worst. They're the ones who see us when we're super happy, super sad, super stressed. We really can't hide it from them. And so ask yourself, what message, what difference are you making? Truly, I mean truly, right? By the way that you handle stress, by the way that you handle yourself in front of them, by the way you talk to them. I always say that our words become our kids' inner voice. And boy, I know that's so true for my own life. And what words are we doing? And so when I see these kids out on the road, and they come back to me and they remember our time together... It just melts me. It just melts me. I talk about a little girl that I met out in Houston last year, Curie, and oh, that girl. She had some red lipstick on. And I got down on her level, and I had to find out about that lipstick and that purple dress, and she was wearing sparkles all over it. And the minute I asked about her lipstick, she pulled it out. She had the tube with her, and she began to add lipstick to my face. Not just my lips, had it everywhere. But boy, it's funny, in those moments, I'm like, who's making the difference here? Am I making the difference or are they making the difference in my life? I think it's a little of both. I love the way that Maya Angelou says it, that when we're gone, people's not, people aren't going to remember what we said or what we did. They're going to remember how I made them feel. And I think... When I'm out at these conferences, how do I make people feel? When I'm in my home, how do I make people feel? When I meet you on the street, how do I make you feel? Today I played a tennis match with someone I'd never met. I met her, you know, five minutes, literally, before we got on the court. And shook her hand, hey, nice to meet you. But it was interesting. Meeting someone and going out and playing tennis, you've got to work as a team within minutes and communicate and all these things. You learn a lot about somebody just like that, this gal began to beat herself up, miss shots. Well, I'm the queen of that if I play poorly. But then hearing somebody else do it, I'm like, mm, let me let me be the positive one. And my husband's usually the positive one when we play tennis together. So I'm going to be the positive one. And I thought, will that make a difference? I don't know. Will it make a difference? How do we approach everything we do? If we were just to pause, and as we take on this mothering gig, this friend gig, this wife gig, whatever you find yourself doing, whatever role you're in right now, what kind of difference are you making? Do you approach it from that question? And I think about it, and it really, it keeps me on my toes because I want to make a difference. You guys, I really do. I'm so far from perfect. I drop the ball I don't sign my kids up for their school fast enough for their hybrid. I 
forget that things are coming. I miss deadlines. I stress out about it. I get exhausted and then I get kind of short and until I sleep. I I get teary and emotional. And so I, please don't think that I'm over here thinking, ah, I'm making a difference. But in spite of all my failures, in, in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of where I mess it up all the time, getting impatient with friends and getting my judgy hat on or, you know, I, I mess it up all the time. But somehow in there, I just want to remember to try and love better, to try and love because I'm loved, to try to encourage you. So, you know, this lesson from the road is a powerful one, mainly for me. I mean, it's, and it always is, right? You always get out there to give yourself away and you end up getting the lesson, which is cool. I like that. I'll take that every time. But I think this week, I'd ask you to grab a notebook. If you don't journal, grab something to write down and just ask yourself that question. Am I making a difference? Am I making a difference? And ask yourself, do you know that you're loved and that you're lovable and that you're able to love? And then how do you do that? How do you live out those two things? How do you live out loving? Because we're going to have conversations and people can end up on so many different camps, right? Just I might have mentioned this last week that all the people with curriculum, they end up in all these camps about what they feel about curriculum. You know, are they classical? Are they Charlotte Mason? And is Charlotte Mason classical? And are they unschoolers? Are they that you have to do mixed hybrid? Are they pure at home schoolers? And people like land and they will take you down if you disagree. And I always say, you know, I'm in the hot mess camp. So whoever wants to be in my camp, come on, because that's the one I'm in that I really don't know. And I think every kid is different. We've got to plan accordingly. And some things work great for some kids and some, you know, it doesn't. And I just don't know. But what I do know is that if we love and we that's our focus for our kids, for our friends, that we are going to make a difference. And that difference is going to be that we raise children who know that they're loved, that they're lovable, and that they're able to freely give love. And if we've done that, then I think we've succeeded in this homeschool thing. If we can pass that on, because again, if if you are Christ follower and you model after him, then isn't that the ultimate thing that we want to do? And the rest, the academics, the, you know, everything else will fall under that. But I think that's the most important thing. I hope that you will just take the time to answer those questions. I hope that you'll get that piece of paper down and and say, hey, am I doing this? I will do my very best to get the Somervilles on soon. We are going to have Leslie on to talk about our new curriculum coming up. We have a new summer program at um, the Homegrown Preschooler. Super excited. A new planner, which is amazing. We're going to do that. I'm going to have Angie Eights on. She's another holistic friend of mine, similar to Christy Montez. They know each other. It'd be fun to have them on together. We're going to have them coming up. I've also got um, Sherry Brandell is going to be on the show soon. If you know who she is, she is, oh my goodness. I've told stories about Sherry, about meeting her on an airplane. So I'll say that you'll, you'll get a big kick out of, again, first impressions. And my first impression was pure hot mess with Sherry. So she's going to be on the show. She does a lot of stuff about faith and fashion 
amazing lady. So I hope you'll keep listening. We are going to get some good shows out there to you. If you ever have any questions, any comments, you can just send me an email at kathy at thehomegrownpreschooler.com or you can comment on any social media. Send me a message through The Real Kathy Lee, which is on Instagram and on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.